So either everyone shuts up or they talk over each other. Brilliant, brilliant. The Sunday Skypers. Uncharted World. Well, as usual, I love to give out a a bribe to start with. So if someone would like to jump on it, the uh, recap, because, hey, it's been way too long, I will throw them a data point relating to the situation on the ship. Last last we saw, we had made a deal with the devil by the name of Dr. Switch. The clones who want to stay and operate the mines will stay and operate the mines. Um, unfortunately, he's, his plans are probably to basically uh, make sure that a, a, the escape clauses I put in the contract are escaped. Is there a potential going to take uh, those for hands landing that way? And we're taking everyone for hopes uh, for Elliot's hope, the opposite direction. But we're leaving behind a, a fair number of clones. Like I said, they're going to operate the mines and. Uh, Omega met with uh, Dr. Seibel. I'm oh, that's right. I know we did more than that last week, but, but it was mainly, I think, kind of intriguing stuff. I know Kane did some of his stuff. <laughs> it's oh, his yeah. uh, uh, spy stuff. Did you used to work for the for the Imperial government as a spy, Kane, or what? You don't know. <laughs> just a hobby. <laughs> as far as everyone knows, you're just the censors guy. Any of this shady stuff? No witnesses, no cooperating, collaborating information or anything like that. He is very under the three when we realize he's been a clone all along. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, he got his pad from one of the researchers. Oh, yes. uh, Yes. Broke into it. Break into it is such a aggressive. Accurate. (laughs) (laughs) He had to do it physically. (laughs) Yeah. About creatively. Entered. Apart. <laughs> Creatively <laughs> entered. He did a data recovery on the pad. An aggressive data recovery. And what was the specific information again? Uh, the information that he recovered dealt with Hyperlight's uh, research into the dig site and the pretty much secretive knowledge that there was a previous civilization on Marsk. And apparently they had some bits of technology that were worth looking into. Is that in quotes? Well, uh, they they were mining technology so and trying to reverse engineer it. If they would have been successful and not blown the smithereens, uh, they, they probably could have come up with a totally new jump drive technology. There were also some other locations that they'd been investigating. Yes, be- because this was a ex-interstellar capable so- society. That there are other planets that may be homes to the, to this unknown race. Any possibility that it might be human? Probably not. That is the one thing, probably not, because the specific language runes that, that they used that you guys noticed on uh, your fragment did not match any language in the uh, human library. So it, it's a absolutely stellar, fantastic find that they have been keeping under wraps. Might totally change the course of human civilization, or whatever, until most of it went up in ionized gas. The drive we dropped may still be there. Probably not going to go anywhere, and and, and the uh, 
surviving uh, hyperlite members are the only ones that know of its location. Besides ourselves. Time to start uh, using that backstab ability there, Dirk. And also Taylor's laid up because uh, unfortunately Taylor got bounced around. Taylor got broke uh, as a needing medical attention broke. And I, I think Phoebe actually got a couple of good whacks in as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Broken chin bone. It's treated, though, so it should be fine in a few days, according <laughs> to the game. And uh, Dr. Seibel also had a look at uh, Junior, who seems to be doing okay, if I remember correctly. Uh, stable, but needing specialized treatment, which is actually probably available at a civilized place like Elliot's Hope. So probably we need to read off of everyone's uh, advancements. That's where I was going to next. <laughs> so please do, people. Anyone? And actors perform covertly. Okay, Jason Flanders. Oh, a solution is purchased. Phoebe Kiergaard. A piece of junk proves pivotal. That will be challenging. And Mr. Omega. Or is that Dr. Uh, Omega? Oh, if I the lesson is imparted. Okay, well, we're going to roll a random die. Clatter, 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 because I already had decided this. Phoebe, mm-hmm. what do you do? And of course, everybody else should keep that in mind. Uh, currently, the John Henry is preparing to go out system as people and resources and fuel are all being moved around. Are we still docked to the um, wherever we dropped up the clones? Uh, you are, if I remember correctly, actually uh, coupled with the Isidore Pot- Potemkin. Right, and right. The shuttle was used to move the clones. So we're preparing to do the the journey to the jump point and then jump to where we're we going. We were going to Elliot's Hope. Um, yes. Uh, right now you're still docked with the Isidore because, among other things, your primary medical uh, professional is on the other side. Right. Rem- remind me, the result of that scene was that uh, Omega promised to slow down, take a breath or something. Actually, what? sleep. I believe sleep. Get, sleep, off, right. get, get off the stimulants. Okay. Oh, get off the stimulants and sleep. Right, right. Something like that. Rest. Now, is that that's something that like is he taking his time over there, or or is he coming back to sleep? Oh, uh, that's a good question for Omega. I'm pretty dang sure he is zonked out in Cybel's unit. <laughs> okay, won't you move in and make yourself comfortable? <laughs> <laughs> But that's perfectly legit. And well, he told me to sleep. Cybel's bedside manner is actually of the type that he'd go. You know what? If you're on the Isidore, you're not getting constantly paged and asked to do stuff. So he's actually cool with that. And I think during that period when the loading and stuff kind of winds down, or or uh, it's left to sort of rote tasks that she doesn't have to oversee. She's going to go find uh, Flanders. I'm busy working on things and uh, preparing, you know, to make this trip as pleasant as possible. I've been exchanging, uh, you know, vid- vids with the, the uh, my, my uh, opposite number on the uh, Isidore Potemkin. So we won't be watching the same movie again over and over and over. Crowding is down to a manageable level, but it is mm-hmm. still exceptionally crowded. But at I'm least also, no, nobody has to be uh, ferried around as cargo. Yeah, I'm also going, you know, working with the other, with my opposite number on the Potemkin to, you know, make this a, a pleasant as possible voyage to where we're going. Mm. Who is my opposite number? I have her name, actually. 
Bella O'Shea, first officer of the Isidore Potemkin. Okay. Uh, so she's going to walk over and, oh, wait, we're not under. She's going to float over. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's good because when you have a broken shin, you, know, you really don't want to put pressure on it. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, she's going to sort of float over and, and look over what he's doing. And then, you know, when he notices that she's there, she's just oh. going to say, like, you know, whenever you're done with your girlfriend and you have a moment over, I need you in my um, mm-hmm. in my quarters. And then she's going to turn around and float away. Um, look at Bella. Sorry. Phoebe's little high string. High strung. Bella just rolls her eyes. It's just like, mm. every ship has one. You try anyway. being responsible for everything while having murderous clothes <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> On the bright side, because the Isidore was coming from Elliot's Hope, mm-hmm. going to Marsk Station, mm. entertainment is one of the uh, cargo items that uh, they were planning to sell and trade, which means they're kind of short a market, and they would really like to make a profit off of this. And I would really like to get this for as little as possible. And all we have to trade with is either is this, because we came, because we came what, what, from Hands Landing, or did we come from Elliot's Hope? You came from Hands Landing, and most of your food stuff has already been uh, disposed of. The item that they are most interested in trading for, and Bella is, I mean, just totally absorbed by it. She wants every single iota of data on the disaster that you're willing to share, because mm. that's news with a capital N. When we get to uh, Elliot's Hope, we're going to have to actually report everything. So but I think Jackson's already put together the package. For the the accident? Yeah. Did you put together a package, or did you just sanitize the data to remove your involvement? We didn't have any involvement. Yeah, he sanitized. <laughs> That's well, seller then. That certainly sounds like you're trying to barter. Yep. Well, it's just pretty much uh, barter plus cargo. You're you're, you're trading. In- oh, wait a second. So- okay, we, were, we were called to, on this by our by our, our expert at and um, hard by by. Um, the apocalypse. Don't use the words. I'm g- we're going to exchange uh, information. I'll wink at uh, at William. Make that Sorry. damn exchange commodities roll. Too busy munching on cheese, so you know. two uh, d six and oh seven. What's that do for me? Mm. <laughs> the goods are very odd, distasteful, or bizarre. <laughs> I can just see, here you go, a terabyte of ballroom dance videos. <laughs> there, There is probably a lot of house-specific stuff, dramas relating to the consortium and, and, and all that. It is something, well, most of their social and economics revolve around. So basically, we got, we got Interspace Dallas. A little bit of that, a little <laughs> bit of ballroom dancing. You're, a little bit of a game of house. <laughs> Game of houses. Uh. <laughs> so then the net result is the people that are with you who like ballroom dancing or are, have relationships in Elliot's Hope, they're fine with that. Uh. But the actual crew of the John Henry is going like, really? Yeah, who are these people? Why should uh. I care? And then when I'm done, I'll and I'm done, knock on Phoebe's uh, doorframe. Uh, you want to talk, Phoebe? Uh, do we want to do this uh, scene now, or should we move on to Dirk? See what. Yeah. Um, let's let's rotate with J- Jackson. Let's share the spotlight. I think he has accomplished his goal. Let's we'll see if, he, if there's anybody else he needs to 
get information. Well, the, there's lots of people you get information out of, but marketable yeah. information is a little bit harder to come by. I don't care that they're worried about their families or whatever. <laughs> it's people and their families. The concerns of these little people I'm not concerned with. I may go uh, do something to make sure that I cover my tracks so I can use my scapegoat in case anything happens. Always important. Actually, while, while you're going through the systems, well, j- just throw down two dice and add your appropriate expertise to it. This is more or less the equivalent of a uh, computer perception role, so I have an appropriate move for it. Okay, well, everything's going smoothly then. You have that nagging feeling, of course, that the GM had you roll dice and you don't know why, but <laughs> otherwise... Uh, all systems are stable. Uh, nothing is falling off of the of, of the ship. It's, it's a good day to be alive in the universe. Omega, yes. your your nature is to catnap. Yep. I mean, you probably haven't slept eight hours straight since you've been here. So wh- while the nap is nice, maybe it's just because the ship sounds different because it's not the John Henry. Uh, you wake up. Maybe a, an only an hour or so later, but for you that's refreshing. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, you you woke up uh, according to your own internal timer rather than demands of the ship and the people on it. I guess I should offer the choice. Did you want to root through Cybel's stuff? No. Oh, you are such a wonderful, kind person. <laughs> what do you do? Gonna try to get um, hold of the John Henry to see. When they're leaving, try to talk to Phoebe. Oh boy, okay. So while you're in your cabin waiting for Flanders, chirp, chirp. Yeah, what? Just wanted to know when you guys are leaving. Soon. Ask the captain. Captain. Remember last time? I'm sorry, remember last time we had this awful uh, cramped quarters roll where where things just went downhill? So, like, it's obvious in her voice that you're not her favorite person to be speaking to. Should I come back over there or not? Do you have a chance not to? It's something I'm considering. Well, I mean, I'm not going to pretend I'm going to cry big old girly tears if you do. But I guess the captain would be um, concerned not having a medical officer. I could get you a replacement. I'll come back over there anyway. I think I need some time to think about that. You do that. And then she, you know, whatever, the equivalent of hanging up. (laughs) For if 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 Cybel is in the room, the uh, the look on my face is the one of like fat piach. <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god, what the hell did she just do to me? Cybel isn't there, but uh, you can share that with the uh, audience. <laughs> at the like, same time, the? at the same time in Phoebe's you know quarters, she's just throwing her pad away like asshole. <laughs> <laughs> When you say asshole, knock, you know, knock, knock, and I, you, you hear from the door, um, me? <laughs> <laughs> and actually, the moment Phoebe hangs, well, like maybe, maybe a couple of seconds after Phoebe hangs up, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ring Flanders. No. <laughs> so I'm standing in the doorway and I go chirp, 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 chirp. Um, I'll be right back, and I'll just kick off and float over and go. What's up, Omega? I'm heading back to the John Henry, but you and I need to talk privately, if you don't mind. Okay. Uh, right now, I'm trying to get things together. We still got some folks that need some looking after. I mean, a lot of these folks were on the ship, on the station when it went, so 
Anyway, uh, uh, did you enjoy your dinner? I did. I also had a bit of a rest, so I'm Good. thinking a lot more clearly. Okay. Uh, I got to go, but do me a favor. Mm-hmm. Kick Phoebe and her non-existent balls for me. Click. <laughs> I look at my phone. I hit the ceiling and push off, and I come floating back to Phoebe's door. I look at her and say, consider yourself kicked in your non-existent balls. Put the phone away. That's an interesting way to say hello. <laughs> it's yeah, a love just, letter. Just going to arch an eyebrow at that. <laughs> love letter. It's a love letter from Omega. So, what can I do you for? Yeah, come in. Close the door. Like, I imagine her quarters are contrary to a lot of other people, maybe. She's someone who, like, brings her work home with her, home, quote-unquote. So there are, like, schematics and notes and, and you know, post-its or the equivalent uh, stuck up everywhere. Some sort of gear being taken apart and being put back together again. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Multiple yes. railgun prototypes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we don't keep those around. Or schematics uh, or evidence of our uh, mischief. There are no, like, picture frames. There's nothing, like, that says uh, somebody lives here or has anyone they care, they care about, um, which is a bit sad, maybe. Anyway, so so she she finds sort of half comfy, floaty position, hooking her foot under something, her good foot. And uh, she's like, um, everything finished on your end? We made arrangements. All the transfers are done. Uh, we also got uh, hopefully some new entertainment. Unfortunately, I'm looking at you know Galactic Ballroom Dancing 12. And I said I'm not sure the crew is going to enjoy it, but the passengers will. Uh, uh, I think there's a moment where she's, she looks at it and there's a there's like conflicting emotion. Like it was cool first, but then Omega ruined it. <laughs> so while he's mumbling, like she interrupts him, I think, and just like so, who's Bella? Oh, she's the first officer on the uh, Isidore Potemkin. She's my opposite number. We were just working, you know, making arrangements for things back and forth. Huh. I turn ahead and give and give and give her a little arched eyebrow, and that's all she is. <laughs> she uh, begins to peel off her tank top and throws it away, and then she says, "Take off your pants." Phrase a finger a second. Sit my, my <laughs> communicator to uh, to um, mute. This suit doesn't actually have pants. As I undo the top and pull down the zipper and get out of the jumpsuit. It's <laughs> <laughs> like cheesy porno moves. It's like, and he's naked. <laughs> and we fade to black. <laughs> uh, well, there has to be like the moment where where they they grab each other and then Flanders like sweeps off the whatever like mechanical shit she brought up from, from engineering off the little fold-out table. So that like crashes down to the ground and like, she's staring no, at it. It's actually like, it's it's Yeah, it is energy, but still, it rotates it's and sparkles like magic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the bright side, you have at least one person with zero G experience. <laughs> so two. you know two. So well, you guys could actually do this without breaking in <laughs> the additional phones. <laughs> <laughs> there may be like outside. There may be like intermittent bump noises as they sort of bump into a wall or the ceiling or the floor or something. <laughs> okay, and I know we're fading to black. Give me one word to describe. Is this a, a passionate abandon? Is this gentle or desperate? Or how would we... We're, and, both, and, so, we're both sociopaths. Well, <laughs> not quite. I would not say... Quite. Actually, I'm not quite sociopath either, am I? Yeah. <laughs> Vigorous is, is vigorous, the word, yeah. Phoebe. Yeah. Almost and sounds, the, like, desperate. 
almost desperate, but not quite desperate, but it's almost yeah. desperate. And, Interesting. And then afterwards, you hear the sound of a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to rotate back uh, to Omega. So, as hinted in chat, yeah, probably smells is the biggest thing that, you know, most cabins are, are, are cabins. But this definitely doesn't smell nearly as antiseptic as uh, your your places because you you tend to sleep in the med bay so Seibel's quarters definitely have that gentlemanly aroma to them uh, and not like sweaty dude but like I was going to say antiseptic but you know no no, no uh, more like leather and uh, th- that <laughs> kind of smell to it because uh, you know he He's aware of, you know, how aromas affect people. And civilized? Does that sound close? Uh, yes. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not a smoking room because there's certainly no smoke. But is, is that a hint of paper? You know, it's, it's just like he, he definitely has set up an environment that really matches his personality. You're starting to think he, he probably does a lot of his business here when it comes to con consoling people and uh, co- and talking to them. Oh, is he back? No, he, he's still thinking that you're, you're asleep and he's giving you your space. He's probably somewhere on the ship. If you want to hunt him down, that, that's going to be interesting because you don't know the layout of the Potemkin. I'm going to literally handwrite him a note because he said he has paper in there. So essentially write a note thanking him for the opportunity and the advice. Give him... My personal comms link number thing. Tell him if he doesn't keep in touch, I will come back here. And if he wanted to meet up in Elliot's Hope, if he ever gets over that direction, then I'd be happy to do so. Then I'm going to go back to the John Henry. You transition to the John Henry, that will put you right on the crew quarters deck. Just because of the nature of it, anyone who comes through the airlock gets looked at by... 20, 30 people at least. So it's like, oh, hi. <laughs> I will do the equivalent of hiding my face and head towards my actual room proper. To your cabin? Not, or yes, to... to my actual cabin. Okay. Waiting for Flanders, obviously. Now that's about the time you probably get a mysterious thump on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> what is she doing in there? No, wait a minute. That's... Yeah, that Landers. is Phoebe's, Phoebe's quarters. <laughs> no, you're used to odd noises. Matter of fact, one of the things that made building your uh, project uh, tricky was that you had to keep the sound level down. Because while, while there are walls, luxuries such as sound dampening, mm-hmm. uh, thick, cushy walls, eh, probably not so much. Your place is still turned upside down. I guess I'm going to... Go through, try to clean it up while I wait for Flanders. So sad. <laughs> you didn't actually imply like right now for that see Flanders. So it may be a while before you realize Flanders hasn't showed up yet because Flanders has somehow forgotten there was an assignation. <laughs> I'll be from again. Fortunately, uh, you do have things. Everyone seems to be distracted except for Kane. So we're going to rotate back to Kane. Your, your normal workspace is, is up on the command deck. While you're sitting there at your console, 
you realize that the, the captain uh, is in some type of communication uh, with Isidore Potemkin, but it's just far enough away, and he's not talking loud enough for you to know who he's talking to or what the subject is, just for your nosy types. Communications that can be intercepted, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> then obviously we're going to do that. That's since it's your home turf, that that's easy enough for you to do, and you may even already have a macro for that set up. It is a conversation between the captains. And uh, I'm going to bring up a name because, hey, that's something we seem smart and clever and all that stuff. Abraham St. George is the captain of the uh, Azor Potemkin. And, of course, you already know uh, Silvis Trask. And they are talking. It, it rambles a little bit, but they're talking about salvage. They are talking about trade. And they're also talking about legal consequences of, well, who do you charge for life support and transport in the case of an emergency? Is there a way to turn a profit on that? You could say it's just captain stuff, but at the same time, it's like Silvis is trying to, he's trying to ask a question without directly asking a question of uh, Abraham about the legalities of what's going on. He seems really concerned. I always assumed we were just going to build second life in hyper life for the rescue of their people. So I, Sounds like he's being a good captain. <laughs> well, that that part's pretty much straightforward. While most ships are honor-bound to perform a rescue mission, it doesn't mean that they necessarily have to do it for free. After all, there are things such as insurance and the like. Uh, some of the uh, questions that Trask is a- asking isn't so much ab- about salvage uh, as it's about how to track and, and claim Various parts uh, of the of the station. This would be a good time for you to. Well, I'd already I, filed salvage rights for us. Yes. Now th- th- those rights that you have filed are time stamped, but they have not been delivered to any government. So he might be at cross purposes to what you've already done. Well, his claims th- th- that he's setting up are for the uh, whole crew of the John Henry to act as compensation for uh, losses. Well, your claims, I think, were a little bit more personal. Since I know I can't go salvaging on my own, it would have been for the, the ship, so at least the shareholders. Oh, okay. Well, that will be interesting when he finds out that you did that in advance. I don't think I made a secret of it when I did it. Yeah, but uh, at the same time, uh, from your side, it was filing paperwork, getting it, appropriately encrypted and uh, time-stamped, and uh, it wasn't broadcast to the rest of the ship. Well, I mean, he, he was also technically in shock. Like, he just lost someone he cared about, so he yes. might have missed it. This, this is true. This is the first time you've seen him out of his cabin since he uh, decided to uh, try to embrace alcohol and other things. You can let it ride if you want. Uh, I'm pretty sure interrupting in the middle of the call would be a bad move. So, Captain, I've been eavesdropping all this time. <laughs> Couldn't help overhearing after I broke into your channel there. <laughs> actually, it's about that point. Silvis will actually pause the conversation and say, let me see if I can get some uh, additional information on the fragments. And he literally 
turns and starts walking towards you. We all tab to a different uh, screen there. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Kane. Make face adversity did not make it obvious. <laughs> Mr. Kane says, I need your expertise. Can you run a scan on the uh, larger fragments that broke free from Marsk Station and plot courses uh, for, or tra- I should say, trajectories so that we can mark them for future salvage operations. Already done much of that, sir. Uh, give you an update. He lifts an eyebrow. Always on top of your game, aren't you? I try to be captain. He smiles, not realizing <laughs> the angle you're coming from. I'll let the crew uh, of the Potemkin know that we've got that under control. Thank you. And I've initiated the uh, filing of the salvage rights for us. He lifts the other eyebrow. <laughs> You're sure you're not psychic? I wouldn't know. <laughs> he gets a laugh out of it. Thank you. Uh, you you make my job so much easier. And he will go back uh, to his console, continue talking with Abraham. But you can definitely sense a, a shift in the tone like, well, got that taken care of. So, so what do you have in the, the way of uh, trade goods? And they start talking about things like liquor and smokes and stuff that captains like to uh, – Every now and then, partake of a mini golf mat. <laughs> Go- golf is tricky. <laughs> Zero G golf is really tricky when you're <laughs> under thrust. Okay. <laughs> now maybe maybe putt putt golf because then you can have shorter courses. Yes, yes, that's what I meant. <laughs> Kane might be seeing if we can get some interesting info on uh, our passengers from Second Life, so we can up with something that might give me a data point later if I need to do something involving them. Oh, you can certainly give it a shot. You don't have a lot of resources to work with. Your number one source of data is what Taylor and uh, Omega picked up uh, when they were doing the initial survey and head count. Unless you find some other source of data uh, or somehow get access to a major sector web. I, I don't see where you could find that information without actually talking to people. I imagine the ship has anti anti hijacking facilities, so it means we you might be able to listen in on conversations. Well, uh, the dark space uh, web. Well, are, are you just eavesdropping, or were you actually? I thought you were more trying for the data mining thing. Don't forget the mining facility might have data you could access. We throw a yum yum at John because, like, you know what? Almost uh, all the information is probably backed up, or at least the most current information from uh, Mars Station probably has a uh, sister hub at uh, Mars Cathedra. So maybe the data is there. Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> I believe we need to throw some appropriate bones for that. Nine. Yeah. A little bit better. Still still not absolutely stellar. Let's see. Is this access? Or mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be under access. Well, you can get in, but you're gonna to have to use some uh old credentials. You know, you don't think that they'll stand up to inspection. But uh you can basically get profile information, the uh, rest of the uh, second lifers that are here cross-referencing that with what you have on your manifest. For the most part, not anything particularly juicy. Dr. Switch, who would you, you would normally consider the uh, pinnacle of the investigation, 
you can find a, a fair amount of his professional work, but there's no obvious dirt in the system on him. Could he deep, dig deeper with an assessment? Well, you can uh, keep on trying to dig deeper, though probably you would need something to improve your odds. Well, cover my tracks so that if they are detecting any of this, it will seem like uh, somebody in the Isidore Potemkin was doing this. <laughs> you will have to uh, basically access the repeater from the uh, Potemkin to do that. Well, I'm going to use my use my scapegoat uh, move. How does that work? <laughs> well, when you would suffer social, legal, or financial consequences, you name someone else and uh, roll plus expertise. Let's do that. Well, it won't work. <laughs> but they may notice. Okay. Is there an actual, uh, since I don't see scapegoat in front of me, it's, uh, they, it's in the chat. They will suffer any consequences, but they know who it was that got them to suffer the blame. They would know at least that uh, somebody from our ship did that. <laughs> well, I, I got the impression that from this, you, you really got to pick somebody. So would you know who your opposite number is on the Potemkin? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I know who the captain of it is, right? And the first officer. Yeah. First officer sounds good. Okay. Oh, poor Bella. Those- <laughs> nosy Bella Shea just can't keep her, her fingers off the data. That'll work quite well. You realize that you're under uh, a time uh, constraint here. Eventually, you're, you're going to be found out. Then eventually, the uh, uh is going to be blamed. Then eventually, they're going to blame uh, you guys. This motivates you to say, time to undock. <laughs> you know, I think the, the way the move works, though, they the Second Life people are going to blame the Potemkin, but the Potemkin, or at least the First Officer, <laughs> is going to blame. Yes. She's not going to have any evidence, but but she's going to be able to guess, I guess. Well, but she'll be able to trace the signal, saying like, hey, that, yes, it may have looked bad, but it did not really originate here. Those queries came from offsite. <laughs> uh, no, no. If she can trace the signal, then then she has evidence we did. What, what Scapegoat says is that she doesn't have the evidence. Oh. She, yeah, so they suffer. Instead. But, oh. <clears throat> okay. Well, she knows she didn't request the information. Okay. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe, maybe that will lead to a witch hunt uh, on the Potemkin and you'll be clear. <laughs> but then, of course, it says they know it was you, so probably she can put two and two together and realize, okay, we were docked with Maybe John, Henry. Some, John Henry. Yeah. Some transmissions from our ship, but it's not anything that's going to be able to convince other people. Yeah. Yeah. She might have like some date time stamps, but not the content of the message. It would be so, so like, funny <laughs> if she thinks Flanders is the guy. Stab me in the back, the bastard. And probably having said that, because this probably took some time, Flanders is coming up. But yeah, Flanders completely forgot he had a date. Oh, hold uh, on. Um, <laughs> Do you actually? Evie's not done with you. Yes, this Kane <laughs> oh. couple, or or it, was he going for like deeper information with like an assessment? Oh yeah, in order to like maybe get a data point because that's what that that was Dirk's whole deal. Mm, that's true. With. Well, I was trying to get a data point. Yeah. Well, you didn't actually get a chance because access is simply accessing yeah. the system. Assessment is the actual action of finding out information yeah. that is viable you, for a data uh, point. Oh, that seems to be right. You're collecting critical information about. Important, dangerous, and mysterious subject. Mysterious being the operative word here. 
interface or expertise or what do I? Hmm. In this case, I think uh, interface would work. It, it, it's borderline. I'd say use your, your best stat. I'd, I'd totally say interface. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Let's see. What would be a good data point? Switch is not just a doctor. He is a R&D VP. He is much higher up on the food chain than he was presenting himself as. I'll let you figure out how how to work on that data. And uh, along with that data, you, you get his assignments, the people that he uh, worked for, uh, the people that were underneath him, you know, basically the equivalent of an org chart. And, of course, the other names of the Second Life employees that were directly under him match up with uh, your manifest. So basically him and his uh, closest go-to people. So they're a lot tighter, better organized than your average survivor of this disaster. It, it, it explains some things, and, and also it opens up more questions, but we'll leave you to pursue those. So, Omega, um, you've been stood up. <sighs> I'm actually going to ping Kane. <laughs> Fair enough. We're going to go with chirp, chirp. And I actually imagine the device says the word chirp. <laughs> chirp, chirp. Not? That was Kane, Jackson Kane. Calling Kane. <laughs> Whoa. We well played. <laughs> yes, Doctor. Uh, Flanders was supposed to meet me almost an hour ago. Can, can I ask you a favor to figure out where he is? Trace's uh, communications to the GPS on the phone there. <laughs> he's like two meters away from Omega. <laughs> well, it looks like he's next door to you. What? Thank you, Kane. <laughs> Maybe he got lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine he got lost in Phoebe. Okay. Thank you, Kane. I'll uh, pay you back later. <laughs> I'll owe you one. And he's going to march his way to Phoebe's door sure. and kick it open. I'm, I'm cool with well, that. Well, they, they, they slide, so kicking is actually rather oh, difficult. Well, he's going to use his card to open the door That's angrily. Totally cool. I, I'd like just to have, like, since we said oh, an hour, sure. like, I don't think they screwed for an hour straight. Um, oh. I, like, there was something I'd like to have, like, an after, like, mini oh, after. sure. Soon. I, I, still do I can that burst in right in the middle of that, so yeah, that's fine with me. Yeah, yeah cool, cool. <laughs> I still have the flask. I'm angrily brandishing my card at you. <laughs> let's, let's not jump the gun yet, because who knows? They, they, they might have rail guns pointed at you. <laughs> now, the question is, did we get dressed again? I, I think Phoebe's not too shy about that or too concerned. Like, she's probably floating around naked. Um, but, you know, out of uh, you know, PG-13 shots. Yeah. Strategically placed uh, zero G hardware. Yes, uh, the, the, the L shape and, and stuff. The uh, the L shaped bed sheets. Yeah, no bed sheets. But remember, we we smashed the 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 work she had been doing. So that's floating around bits of metal and and yeah. bolts and stuff. I probably fished my flask out of the uh, uh my uh, work suit, my biz suit, and sharing a flask with you. And I don't smoke. Right. If we come back to them, they're like. They're sharing the flask and it's kind of quiet. And then she just says, like, she's not looking at Flanders, but she's looking at something else and just going, like, how can you be okay with it? 
I, I shrug, you know, and, you know, take a shot and toss her the flask. By the grace of a chromosome, uh, X chromosome, and about one percentage point, I would be a clone. The thing is, I'm not okay with her, with, with him, sorry, him not asking first. I mean, if he had asked, maybe I would have said, okay, we need to do this legally then. That bit we need to talk about. I mean, that we need to really work out. But right now, we got a kid. And then when I say we, I mean, from what she, from what, what Omega said, we're all at least, at least four of us are all fathers and one mother of that kid. So Phoebe's, you know, she was supposed to, about to launch into a, a completely different, like critical questioning, but then she's like stops her, herself and goes, what do you mean? Four of us. According to when I, last time I talked to Omega, he had gotten a, a genetic sample from all the shareholders. The fuck? What? <laughs> she sort of spins around and probably bumps her her um, bandaged up uh, shin and is like, ah, fuck. Uh, yeah, there's a little bit of you in that kid. That little fucker. She's she's gonna like start to sort of um, float over and find uh, you know her clothes and start to work herself into them. Okay. Swearing about that time, Omega. Hold. When you swipe your card, uh, the first pass, you get a red light, which is the door is privacy locked. But you are the ship's doctor, and you can do a medical override. Which everybody in everybody on the inside hears the beep the first time, and yeah. then <laughs> that second beep, <laughs> and then a click it as the door unlocks itself. It's like those on the inside can go, what the hell? And well, then at, well, everyone on the bridge knows about the medical override too then. That's at least Kane you know, does. I don't think Trask is monitoring that sort of thing. Oh, door slides open. <laughs> it's a tangled mess. I'm it, half it, in it, my biz suit. Oh, it's, you got an angry Omega outside right now. Floating there. <laughs> and everyone is doing the total Eyes lock on eyes things because nobody's per se surprised. The people going in the door know the door is going to open. People on the inside heard the door unlock. So it's like, there he is. The accusation on the face is quite plain, but you're not sure what the crime might be. Pull zipper up and zip up, pull out the, uh, the lint brush and lint, 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 lint. While you're doing that, maybe <laughs> is bouncing toward Omega physically. Ah, uh, fudge. Can I intercept? Depends on how, how long you spend uh, combing yourself, I guess. If I see you hidden, I will bounce off the wall and sort of grab you and push and sort of say, nope, not right now. <laughs> ah, that sounds kind of like launch assault. Are you trying to hurt her? No, I'll just grab you, just keep you from, you know, hurting the doctor. Maybe face adversity then? Yeah, probably l less dangerous than launch assault. Yeah. <laughs> Like you, you wait, you you just wait. You're gonna get to use that soon. Oh no, you you, you um, may still you may still have to because you know because uh, I have physique of minus one. I'm gonna get involved, obviously. Probably through this all, Omega. There's something running through his mind. Like you can probably tell by the look in his eyes, something is running through his mind, and he's slowly backing up, like he's gonna turn around and go back to his room. Adrenaline fueled Phoebe is coming at you. <laughs> okay, maybe not so slowly. <laughs> okay. I rolled a nine, which is uh, I, I, you know, the dangers are overcome by that price, but if Phoebe gets her chance to um, change that. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay, so you rolled on. Okay, let's see. Um, I'm getting involved with physique, I'm guessing, since I'm attempting to shrug him off. Right. So slip uh, past him. 
And here's my getting involved. Ooh. Ooh. You can turn a fa- you can turn a failure into a complete failure. Well, you got a partial success, right? Yeah. So I turned that into a failure then. I miss her by that much. We, we got to make it better. Uh, you basically use uh, Flanders' forehead uh, to launch your assault. <laughs> <laughs> like, so you're just coming up there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And like, <laughs> hand and face. <laughs> and now we do launch assault. Mega, how much zero G do you have? Uh, none. I thought so, but I just had to ask. Yeah, so clumsy. Let's see how Phoebe does on her, on her attack first. All right. So this is launch assault for Phoebe. And she's just going to, you know, scream something like, you little shit. And, you know, while she's flying at him with her fist as an eight. I have no idea what to roll. Because I have no... I have no brace for impact? He's trying to get away, right? That's what Omega's doing. Yeah, he's trying to yeah. back up anyway. You're getting involved with physique because you're getting away. Okay. Right? Yeah. 2d6 minus 1. It's a 7. So you, oh. you can shift my my partial into a failure, but uh, it's going to incur a cost complication or hard choice in order to get him to, to do it. What I want to do is get back to my room and lock the door. Because you do not have override ability. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, not yet. What yeah. happens, unfortunately, is nobody gets what they want. The partially clothed Phoebe collides, tangles with the doctor... And you both go tumbling out into the common area with all of the uh, other uh, survivors. They're, they are like, well, this was a show we weren't expecting. And you are literally tangling in zero G. And- <laughs> I'm going to kick her away as quickly as I can. I'll give you that one for free. She's, uh, you know, she's partly injured. Uh, as a doctor, I'm pretty sure you're not going to kick her in the shin. The no, bad one. I'm just going to push her with my feet, essentially. Mm. Okay. Like, get away from me, and then very quickly swim slash fly back to my room. <laughs> <laughs> With Flanders coming out of of the ha- of Phoebe's hatchway and sort of parking himself, you know, somewhere out in the middle, looking both ways. And this look on his face is, oh, fuck. <laughs> Phoebe's sort of flailing to get control of her herself with her her damaged leg and everything and not sort of bumping into all the the people in the common room knowing i'll get smacked i'll go push off and head to phoebe and try to give her a hand but i will get smacked i imagine <laughs> do, I, do i successfully get back to the room i'm not stopping you phoebe are you going to st- stop omega yeah i'm, I'm gonna try like i'm gonna try to uh, to catch omega before omega gets into the room well, it's definitely going to happen at Omega's door. All right. Because that's where uh, Omega has to slow down to at least let the door open. Yeah, these things close automatically. Is, is that a roll, or, or do, do we catch up, or what do we do? I think it's face adversity for Omega, because Omega is trying to avoid the conflict and get behind the safety of, of sure. the door. Yeah, that's going to be physical, too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. 56 minus 1. Just click on my thing again. Oh, God. Oh. As you're fumbling for your card, you get zero G slammed from behind. Not quite yet, because I I was heading toward toward Phoebe, so I I have a chance to get involved. Okay, but again at minus one. Well, this was yeah, you you could see they're on a collision course. Can I go, Captain? I think there may be an issue (laughs) (laughs) on the crew course. You might want to look into. I'm not sure what's going on, but I think there's. Maybe some uh, crew issues you need to sort out. How close to Omega is 
Phoebe and uh, Flanders at the moment. Can't well, I'm trying to get involved. Three, four meters at the most. And I'm trying to get involved, so would I make a get involved I don't roll? do good with meters. Oh, hold on, John. By, by Omega's roll, he does not get into the room before Phoebe catch, catches up with him. Um, yes, that's anything right. Anything Phoebe does after that, you can totally get involved with, in or, you know. I'm good with that. Yep. Yeah. Well, he's right. laughing, by the way. Omega's laughing? Yeah. Oh, he shouldn't uh, have done that. <laughs> not the right thing. Very, very, very low-pitched laughing. Given that everyone is, like, wide-eyed and shocked and looking at the drama, that does carry. He's also crying. He's laughing and crying at the same time, but the laughter is what you can hear. Is it, like, oh. nervous laughter? or what? <laughs> Oh, it's get-out-the-way laughter. My life is a miserable, horrible mess <laughs> laughter. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> Well, if it's cool, uh, Phoebe's gonna try to launch assault again. She's gonna, she's gonna try to beat, uh, poor Omega to a pulp. Um, yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll give it to you for free. No, 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 I no. Cause, do. cause, uh, Flanders wants to get involved. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. You can self-abuse yourself later. Yes. Well, there, was something, there was a scene I wanted to have, but it's fine. It's fine. Sure. It may happen anyway. Oh, mm. yep. And Flanders is, Flanders to the rescue. <laughs> oh. Uh, that's a nine. That's a uh, get involved. It's a bubble on cure cost. Can I get involved by proxy by? I'm telling the captain that I think there's something he should go uh, deal with back there. Trask just shakes his head and, and tells uh, St. George, says, oh, I got to put on my captain hat. Let's see what this bullshit's about. Yeah. Cancels the communication and heads over to the elevator. So I turn Phoebe's ex- full success into a partial, but I do it at a cost. And it sounds like I'm now involved in the tussle, is what it sounds like. Oh, yeah, like. I'm, I'm, I'm pouting on you, too. Like, yeah. uh, you, you totally take a, a, a punch that was meant for Omega. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I probably head, but no, oh, no, I know it's even worse. Uh, in doing so, I grab Phoebe's leg. Which is one? that cool, Mr. GM? Uh, sure, because, uh, hey... Let's just share the harm. Omega, you bounce off the door when you're hit from behind. It was a fortunate bounce because it deflected the uh, next follow-up punch, which uh, Flanders takes to the face. And I fly out and smack Phoebe's uh, broken leg. Everyone is having ouchies. Is everyone bracing for impact then? Is that how this works? No, this is the result of that roll. So this is all yeah, the results yeah. of the rolls. So. The result of my attacking someone is they take damage. And the result of you uh, getting smacked in the face is you take damage. And the result of Omega getting smacked into the wall is Omega takes damage. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Sounds like we're all taking damage. Brace for impact for everybody. Okay. Um, does anyone I, have armor? No. No, 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 no. I'll be right back. Sure. So straight 2d6. But this is only like minor injuries, right? This is oh, brawling. Yeah. This is yeah. brawling oh. without benefit of gravity or anything. Okay. Ouchies no. for Flanders. <laughs> Ouchies for Flanders. So instead of minor, it's a major. Since, since I came face first, I probably have a broken nose. You messed up that beautiful model face of mine. <laughs> <laughs> for Phoebe, it's a nine. Minor injury. It's a, uh, it's in a your case, it, it's, it's, it's an owie, but it's like, oh, shit, you just didn't. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's little red globules floating around around my head right now. <laughs> you broke my nose. I was just going to tell Flanders, no good deed goes unpunished. 
like this could have gone so much different. But Flanders had to say that, you know, yeah, you're part of that too. <laughs> Which of his deeds are you calling good? <laughs> well, the, the attempt to uh, avoid a fight and instead getting your uh, face busted up as a result. Fair enough. I will stop this fight with my face. You almost stopped it twice <laughs> with your face. First open palm, now fist. I think on the first time, it was a face that launched a thousand bruises. <laughs> Sorry, I'm back. Two dice. Uh, Race for impact. Don't roll low. You just said don't roll low, and what do I do? Yeah. I roll uh, low. You basically take a good bounce off the wall. It's a minor thing, but yeah, it, it's definitely ouchy and bruisey type stuff. As you bounce away from the door, you turn and see uh, Phoebe swing, miss you, and hit Flanders so hard in the face that you could hear the sickening crunch of cartilage as he starts spinning over backwards, trailing blood. Oops. I think that I think that does it. Like I think that's enough is enough. There's a uh, distinctive look in his eyes now that was not there five seconds ago, and it's not a sane one. <laughs> Okay, and about this time, the elevator up uh, on the, the bridge starts coming down, just to throw it in there. Mm -hmm. Oh, Omega doesn't even see that. All he sees is red. So, Omega's going the to The red launch. of Flanders' nose blood. He still has his medical stuff with him, so I think he's going to grab a syringe. Uh, an empty one. Would you have you taken that with you just to knock on a door? Mm, no. You do have your medical knowledge. You might be able to put that to use. But you also know that uh, Flanders and Phoebe are space monkeys, and this is their environment. So it's no. He's going to use his hands. I think. Mm. I think he All is right. so snapped that he's just going to use his hands, okay. and he's going to fly at Phoebe's throat. That's a launch assault. Yeah, for, that'll work for metal, which is I'm at oh. a disadvantage there. So uh, no, busy, busy. You're not shooting. Let's get everyone's intent. Uh, Flanders, Al, Al, you you distinctly heard inside of your uh, head the sound of broken nose. It's a, a sound that you are not familiar with, but are deeply concerned about. Hmm. We're all so close together. I'll see. I'll wait and see. I actually, I'm going to hold off and wait and see whether I need to get involved. Sure. By trying to maybe uh, kick Phoebe, kick Omega out of the way, or kick Phoebe out of the way, whoever is mm. closest. So you we'll know. put you down for get involved. We just don't know who it's being inflicted on. Yeah. Phoebe, incredibly great shot. Wrong target. Ah. <laughs> And then I, then she gets that smack on the leg, so she, so she's distracted. I don't yeah. think she's ready for Omega when she when he comes launching, so she's not going to fight him. She's just going to fend him off. So it's something okay. another get involved. So let's start with uh, Omega's assault. Okay. 2d6 minus 1 is a 6. Damn 0g, because <laughs> you, you go to do a 180 turn to engage Phoebe, and you keep drifting, and and you literally just angrily spin in place. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, he's he's quite insane right now, so he's attacking anything that comes near him, and then that includes nothing. Once you lose contact with a solid surface, you're and you're, spinning and spinning. <laughs> yes, it's like you're just flailing and trying to catch anything. I look over at Phoebe and I shake my head and I, I'm going to dart into uh, closest room, which is which I guess unfortunately is uh, Omega's, and I'm going to grab a bed sheet. 
that's actually easy to do because I'm sure Omega has not locked his door. Yeah. 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 Slide open, grab the bed sheet, and I'm going to try to, well, bag me Omega. That takes a little bit of time to do. So yeah, let's yeah. see what Phoebe wants to do. You've got a punching bag that's just downright angry at you right now. The elevator continues to move down. Yeah, I think she's gonna she's gonna orientate herself first. So you know, finding her her bearings because that leg smarts. Oh, um, it's it's throbbing. I think she's gonna take a moment to just breathe through her teeth, you know, and sort of master the pain because she, she's gonna grab something and just slow down and hold the leg and like. Ugh. Are are you going to increase the uh, distance be- uh, between you and Omega? Yeah, a little, maybe. She's going to grab for anything that is like a wall or a roof, uh, like one of those railings we probably have. You might even get a helping hand from one of the uh, spectators. Oh, cool. (laughs) I'm staying out of the way for now. Okay, so about the time that Flanders comes back with his uh, impromptu net, Captain Trask is uh, shouting, What in the hell is going on here? (laughs) We're having an altercation, sir. Uh, could you help me try to corral um, our doctor? He needs to be uh, put to bed with, with severe prejudice right now, I believe. As little globules of blood form around my face, and I have to shake my head to get him off my face. Don't worry, that sh- sheet will catch them. I'm worried about my suit catching them. Pop over to where the, where the captain is. If you grab that side, we might be able to net him and uh, wrap him up so he can't hurt anyone, hurt anyone else. <laughs> the straightest route to the captain in the elevator is through Omega. Uh, Omega is just ball of cat fury. I'm going to do a bank shot off the floor and then back over to the elevator and try to bypass Omega. Fair enough. O- Omega, you see what's going on. You pretty much have a clue to what Flanders is going to attempt. You don't think he's going to make bandages out of that sheet? Do you want to get involved and uh, spoil his uh, jump? At the moment, Omega doesn't really have the presence of mind to do that. What does Omega have the presence of mind to do? Scream. Pretty much scream, flail, try and slow himself down so he can get another shot at Phoebe. (laughs) Uh, Phoebe, what do you do since it might impact what uh, Omega has to face? Since the captain is here, uh, and he's like shouting, uh, and stuff, Phoebe's just gonna, uh, she's not gonna get involved physically. She's just gonna shout accusations at Omega, and it's probably, they're probably not gonna be terribly coherent. You have been drinking. Yes, that's true. But it's something to the tune of like, like the fucker used all of our DNA, uh, et cetera, et cetera, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I land next to the captain, look at him shrug and say, it's going to come out no matter what. Hamish, end of a sheet. I guess we're going to launch an assault on uh, well, Omega. Well, before that happens, Trask is going to basically uh, put on his uh, big boy captain pants and uh, says, Doctor, get a hold of yourself. This is not a professional attitude. And basically just, you know, if he was a PC, he would it'd be a command. <laughs> but he, he, he is... Trying to reach through to Omega before dire additional steps need to be done. Adversity. Well, for Omega, I'm not entirely sure that he hears exactly what Trask says, but maybe <laughs> his name snaps him out of it a bit. Blah blah blah, Ginger. Blah 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 blah, Ginger. If it does fully snap him out of it, I just think he he devolves into sobbing. Let's go with uh. Face adversity plus metal. 
basically you're, you're trying to pull your nerves together overcome your 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 own raging blood 12 oh wow look at the professional you you take that moment to be clinical because he said doctor you know the time slows down you analyze everything you come up with a couple of uh conclusions which may or may not be right you catch your breath someone maybe will give you a helping hand that's yeah it does stabilize you then you realize flanders was about ready to send you to the loony bin and he's still bleeding. I'm gonna run away. <laughs> what, to I'm your cabin? Gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go to my cabin as quickly as I possibly can. Trask crosses his arm. Hey, he's got enough zero G. He can pull this shit off. <laughs> he goes, is someone going to explain what the hell is going on here? I don't think Phoebe has stopped screaming. <laughs> Maybe she's running out of steam uh, about now. So it's sort of scream, then gulp air, and then scream some more, and she's getting hoarse. Okay. I, I, sir. Well, I, 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 he turns to Flanders then. You're bleeding. Yes, sir. And just put the sheets to my face and wipe <laughs> the blood off. Uh, yeah, my nose is broken, but I don't think the doctor here will probably be able to stabilize it. I may have to go over to the um, Potemkin to have their doctor fix it right now. <laughs> don't be such a drama whore. Go down to Midbay and have Pascal or Patty take a look at yeah. it. I sort of lean close to him. I have to report, sir, that I've been fraternizing with one of the crew members, well, one of the shareholders. I I always look at Phoebe, who's still hoarse and shouting, and potentially there was something going on with the other shareholder. I go toward the cabin, uh, Megan's cabin, and what's the word, sir? Triangle or something? I'm not sure what the hell's going on. Well, I know what's going on with Phoebe. She doesn't like the fact that she's a mother now. Trask looks at you and says, You knocked her up? No, sir. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> in the common room is just <laughs> leaning closer. <laughs> I tap my shoulder and, you know, you know where, where the, where the Nora plant is and say, No, not for another six months could that be possible. Were you aware of the genetic, con- genetic contributions the, the shareholders have made toward the um, child in sick bay? You bitch! You are such a you spinner. <laughs> <laughs> Contributions, as if it were was voluntary. It's so good. You're probably saying that out loud too. I'm going. No, no, she's, well, no. she's like she's she's by this time she's she's starting to break down and like you start know, crying herself. Gas prayer, maybe crying. Yeah, Trust I'm part of the wrong places with uh, <laughs> Flanders. He gently pushes you onto the elevator. Says, "Get fixed." Then yeah. looks you at the eyes and so, looks you right in the eyes and says in a lower voice, "Why do you think we got kicked off of the station?" Oh, I knew that one, sir. Get that taken care of. It. He, he doesn't like free floating fluids, especially of the bodily kind. I straighten up, you know, clamp a foot in there, and I, you know, we're not a military ship. I say, "Aye, sir," and I push the button. At that point, uh, Trask <laughs> kicks off from uh, the handrail and. Yeah. Drifts over towards uh, Phoebe, Miss Kiergaard, What do you have to say for yourself? And she's she's beginning to sort of sob, uh, and and you know her. You tears have a little are... blood on you too, by the way. Yeah, sure, probably knuckle blood. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and like she's tearing up, and she's beginning to sob, and she's just like m- mumbling, like the fucker, the fucker. Well, let's go with a uh, that face adversity plus sure. metal for you. I'm going to give you a bonus on that because. The captain is there. You've had some 
commiserating that you've shared mm-hmm. and puts a hand on your shoulder says like I don't care who you stop but you don't break my people okay that is a miss so no can do so she's yeah <laughs> I, I think she's just go ahead. fall into the captain's arms Sure, sure. I mean, there's some history there, but but it's not the same, right? Because she's just been with Flanders. So um, it's more like having someone someone solid who's a comfort and who wouldn't stab her in the back, you know, psychologically. He does, but, have, yeah. he does have your back. And she's she's kind of acting like like you may expect like a rape victim would act in like when it, that kind of trauma, right? That's That's the kind of trauma she's going through. Because to her... This is like a, a gross violation of her body, uh, and it goes against everything she believes about, you know, clones and stuff. So she's broken up. She's like in a bad way. Well, we'll just leave this for the rumor mill. Sure. <laughs> the good captain will gently escort you back to your room and sit there and talk to you and give you a chance to venture grievances, grievances if, yeah. if you wish. Uh, he may even start tidying up a bit since you have debris floating everywhere. <laughs> cool. And, but, of course, this will happen with the door closed. Yeah, yeah. And the whole, whole rest of the common area is going like, what is going on with these people? <laughs> Considering what, what what's happened in, you know, in the past, what, three days? Uh, I imagine this is almost typical. I mean, it's probably what's happening all along with most of the various survivors. <laughs> well, a lot of them are shell-shocked. And yeah. for better or worse, you have provided a unique and personal distraction to their woes. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Kane, I'm sure you're picking up most of this through the uh, comm systems. Since uh, there's eyes and ears all over the ship as part of safety, among other things. Glad I'm not there. (laughs) (laughs) On the bridge, sipping your port. (laughs) Those teen dramas. (laughs) You'll make a mint on the reality TV circuit. Since you're the only one on the bridge uh, at at the moment, there is a incoming communication from the Isidore Potemkin. Are you going to take that? Uh, this is Captain St. George. We are ready to decouple and transit. Everything uh, copacetic over there? Everything is fine. We're, we'll be uh, <laughs> ready momentarily. He goes checking over all the systems that were ready. You know, maybe calm the captain that let him know that they're getting ready to talk just in case he had anything that he, since he had been talking. You'll jump. Excellent. Thank you for keeping me appraised. Carry on. We'll move out shortly. And uh, end a conversation because he's ministrating <laughs> his, his consular duties <laughs> for Phoebe's sake. So, uh, Flanders, what are you going to tell Patty and Pascal once you get down to deck three? He, he looks at them because they'll eventually hear. So I, I give him uh, a short version of what's happened. You know, well, we had a little tussle. Um, I turn and look at, at Junior um, involving junior over there i think your boss is going to be locked in his cabin for a little while of his own own volition not no one's lock him in there their, their eyes get a little wide <laughs> omega did that to you no no that that this was phoebe yeah, they both I mean, kind of like <laughs> nod knowingly so, yeah she's a thug 
Speaking just tell, of, tell tell them who she was aiming for and might get an interesting <laughs> response. No. Partial information. Come, yeah, because Phoebe has to come down and get her, get her cast looked at every so often. So I don't want them going, oh, and how's this feel? Crick, ah! Set myself, get worked on, and get my nose realigned, I guess. Ooh. They can get you patched up. They're professional. Yeah, but, uh, uh, yeah you're, you're going to swell and bruise before that's all done. I look in the mirror and I go, hey. <laughs> well, I may have to have to get some cosmetic surgery after this. I push off and head to the door. Um, thanks, and hopefully Omega will be okay in a little bit. Maybe why you should check with him, check on him, and see how he's doing. Just before you head out from the other side of the med bay, you Ooh. hear a real snarky voice saying, So, getting a bit of your own fucking medicine, huh? I look at Taylor. Yes, I am. <laughs> He's pretty much in charge. <laughs> yes, I am in spades. You get better, Taylor. I, w- I want your smart ass working uh, hard for your boss. Uh, <coughs> you know me. <laughs> Enjoying the life of Riley. Could you give him a little extra, you know, uh, joy juice so he's uh, he enjoys the trip? And then I head off. And I'm not going to take the elevator. I'm just going to head to the to, to the ladders and just shoot straight up. Oh yeah, to the bridge. There is no captain. Get in position. I'll flip on the communicator. Captain, permission to um, head for the jump point for Elliot's uh, Hope. Make it so. Aye, sir. Is this the first officer? We're about to dis- we're about to engage uh, drives and head for Elliot's Hope. And flip off, and I start you know going through my procedures and looking at the course and getting ready to head out. Is there a navigation? No, my navigation skill. Well, oh, okay. is it automatic? Yeah, it's an automatic. I get to choose one uh, per, per, ah. per, per voyage. Oh. So I get easier fast. I know a shortcut. Safe. I choose a faction to avoid pleasant. Plus two to crank quarters were profitable. Since one of them is impossible now, two of them are actually impossible right now. <laughs> oh, no, I take it back. Profitable. We are delivering passengers. So I could do profitable. No, I'm just going to do fast. Do we want to do a cramp quarters at this point? Yeah, but let's. Gravity has a way. Of sucking all that feistiness out of you. Now you have to fight gravity as well as everyone else. Let's throw down some uh, cramped quarters here. Roll two dice, choose a character that you're trapped with, and then see where that goes. Omega's alone, though. Well, um, not for the whole five days it takes you to get it to jump point. He's making it faster, but you know it, he's not a magician. Went into his room to do something. I'm listening. So he strapped himself to the chair by his console and he's just, he drank like seven vials that were, and he's, and he's like pretty much so stoned right now that he is just looking at the ceiling and giggling. He is, um, also the concoction of stuff he took is probably not good for him. Way to follow your mentor's advice there. He didn't take (laughs) stimulants. I did tell. I did ask Pascal or Patty to come up and take a check on him, though. So that's they probably find him like almost unconscious. Oh, they have to baby him and take care of him. <laughs> Having walked someone through a bad LSD trip before, oh, I I know how that goes. So hey, let's roll and see what terrible things you tell them. We'll go with Patty. Oh God! All right, <laughs> Patty's the one I like the most too. No modifier, right? Nope. nope. Six. Ooh. Describe what caused the newest hurt feelings or bad blood between you. Ooh. So what do you say to Patty that 
hurts her feelings. Hurts her feelings? I'm pretty sure it's probably just like he feels like nobody's there for him on the ship at all. Even though Patty is literally there for you. <laughs> yeah, so is Pascal, but um, he just that, that uh, works. He also yeah. he also describes in detail what he um he probably also scars her for life because he also describes in detail what he would like to do to fly. So Flanders can join the Vienna boy choir, boys choir afterwards, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he also describes in in excruciating detail what he'd like to do to Phoebe. Not all of it is violent. Oh yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's... Patty says, well, I'm glad we had this discussion <laughs> behind the closed door. I don't know how much you're going to remember, and I don't know how much I can forget. It tells Patty to tell Phoebe to, and I quote, fucking kiss him already, and quasi-orders her, you know, like you're you're half aware and you don't know what you're saying. <laughs> so sort of quasi-orders her... To uh, bring Flanders to the infirmary and make him drop his pants. Right. I'll let you, I'll get on that right away. And then he passes out. Phoebe, <laughs> Phoebe Rooney, it is time for your pain meds. She's probably hobbling around, um, kind of subdued. Like she is not engaging with a lot of people, and she's not talking to them. And I think she's spending as much time as she can with the captain because. I think she's had the kind of trauma where she doesn't trust other people for for a bit. So I'm, I'm going to pick uh, Trask for the um, the cramped quarters, if that's okay. Sure. And that's an eight. Well, that's not completely terrible. Nope. Reveal, discover the answer to their question about an aspect of yourself or your past. Trask will literally ask you at one point, so what's your beef about clones? Like, I think that's um, it's a complicated issue. We've got it's, five it, days. Yeah, it's it's on one hand, it's like it's animal fear, right? Some something that is made that isn't human, that doesn't have values like instilled in them simply by human experience, like being born, being raised by parents, stuff like that. Also, I think there's an element of her living on fringes, growing up on the fringes, like Nakamoto space, where clones weren't as common. Maybe there were one or two here and there, but generally speaking, she was up against or, or you know, socialized with people who were people, quote unquote, 100% regularly produced human beings. And so there's an element of the unknown. It's a tangle of these sort of feelings and, and uh, of, of um, the unknown, the weird, the unreliable stuff like that. She had a decent relationship with Omega to begin with, but then it it's just deteriorated continuously. He's just continually proven that he can't be trusted, and that sort of reinforces her idea that, that clones are dangerous. Shakes his head, says, Welcome to the Yanapol Expanse. <laughs> Manpower's short in some places out here. You're going to see a lot more clones before, before you hang your hat. She's, she's probably like, you know, I don't have to like it. <laughs> Can I count on you to be professional about it? If this is a scene, like, she's probably quiet for a bit, and then she's like, yeah, yeah, I'll behave. I appreciate that. Let's I'm see. not doing it for him. I'm doing it for you. The captain would rather run on respect than fear, so he appreciates that. Awesome. Of course, Kane manages to pick up scraps that conversation, but who is Kane spending time with? His sweet, sweet tech. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will give you the option to choose an NPC and not necessarily enter 
act with them unless you roll badly. So who are you eavesdropping on the most? Do I need to give you a laundry list? Oh, wait, no. No, I know who he's maybe going to spend. The, um, what's their name from the the other tech company who's on our ship? Uh, Juanita Price? Okay. Given that her hands are free until ready for jump, once, once she's done with her checklist, she does have free time. Are you going to go down to engineering, have her come up to the bridge, or maybe even head all the way down to the uh, jump drive? Well, this is happening over a few days here, so maybe we'll see how the roll goes and see where the, sure. the sure. scene ends up being. Oh, I pissed her off. Let's see. How do we want to handle that? Maybe it's it's down in engineering and I'm pestering her about questions about her company when she's trying to to work and I'm <laughs> being annoying and distracting and <laughs> you're being annoying and distracting and she's going through her jump uh drive uh checklist and stuff like that and at one point she says look i know you're the ship's spook can you just leave me alone i got to get this right if we want to end up at elliot's home then she stops and goes uh Scratch that. You didn't hear that. Yeah, what did she just say? <laughs> <laughs> As I review, replay the recording. She called you the ship's spy. Like she knew hands down exactly what you were and made no bones about it. Okay. Okay. I just got to mention uh, what uh, John said in chat. The political officer. She, she doesn't have a gun, but maybe she does know a lot more than you think she does. We'll, we'll, we'll throw up that air of paranoia and suspicion. Maybe I have to do more of my spook stuff to investigate her. Yeah, she <laughs> she did kind of slip under the radar. So she was like, well, I thought she was a package deal with the ship. Now you're not sure. Trust no one. <laughs> Mr. Flanders. I'm actually going to pick another player character. Jackson, because we're both up in the bridge. I'm busy running, running, you know, simulations and stuff like that. I'm just basically trying to keep my mind off what's been going on, and work is the best way to do that. Let's throw down a, a roll and see what happens here. Oh, 11. Wow. I'm sitting there, you know, running simulations. I look over at Jackson, who's busy playing with his, you know, doing playing with his toys. Hey, Jackson, hmm? what do you do for what do you do for fun? I mean, besides, you know, eyebrow at his board. <laughs> I play Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> Ever get involved in any of those VR games? I've designed a few, but... You have? Which ones? Thumb through the ship's uh, game. I did this one. Ah! Ah, that explains the um, the hacker puzzle. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, I'm going to say <laughs> that, shamelessly, uh, your favorite VR game is a cyberpunk dystopia with a lot of hacking mini games and stuff like that. <laughs> Requires requires both serious hacking, but also social engineering, which makes it even for for Flanders. That's even better. You like the social side of things, and I I may mention that. Yeah. So, what what made you think about you know doing that, doing the social engineering routine? I noticed that uh, many people find that interesting. <laughs> so, what you working on now? Are you working on a new one? Me a play tester? Uh, sure. I got a little something here that you might like to try. Escape from exploding space station. <laughs> okay, give that one a try. A little I horror get... survival title. You play a one-eyed hacker. <laughs> oh no, no! It takes place on the station, and we have to get to we have to get to, to the docks. The, it's a oh, it's a co-op game. No, no, this is Jackson Kane. 
It's a oh. co-op game, but to win, you have to betray someone. <laughs> yeah, to ultimately win, yes. It's like a um, prisoner's dilemma type thing. To get the most reward, you have to betray the... <laughs> yeah. There's a developer uh, quote that. <laughs> Too soon? Question mark, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I, I started lean back and I go after we've done playing that I said damn that's good uh, but I don't think you you can sell it Elliot's Hope or Hands Landing we need to get a little farther away before we can sell this one I mean before you can sell this one yes yeah, so like I said it's just in development maybe you can help with some some contacts to uh, distributors I know a guy <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I guess we close on that as we as we uh, get to the jump point yeah, it's a good wrap-up point. Let's talk about triggers. Oh, not mine. Maybe a vital lesson. Maybe, maybe. An act is performed covertly. But it wasn't covert, though. Somebody discovered it. Eavesdropped on the captain. Oh, right, right, right. That's true. Yeah. Yep. I think that, that's our magical trigger, but let, let's continue around the table. Omega is a vital lesson is learned. Don't mix A, B, and C, especially with D. True <laughs> relations are complicated. No, I think the lesson that he learned is that Flanders plays for both sides. It's a heartbreaking lesson, but it is a lesson he learned. He's a switch hitter. Flander plays for Flanders' side. Mm-hmm. That's a lesson. It becomes between you and him. He might not favor your side of the argument. Yay, for distilling even more distrust in my poor clone. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, I don't think building a, a crutch for yourself is enough of a pivotal piece of junk. I would like to say that the piece of junk that was in my quarters that we swept off the table proved pretty pivotal in the description of PG-13, um, you know. <laughs> Intimacy, yes. Uh, nothing, obviously. No. Okay, so at this point, Yay. we can technically call the story arc closed if we want. Mm-hmm. But I'm quite happy to continue running it. Or did we want to switch gears? Where, how do people feel about uh, playing in the Uncharted Worlds universe? I like it. Yeah, and it, it is. It is. It is a bit soap operaish right now because we do have this very messed up re- re- emotional triangle going on right now. I'm actually perfectly happy with that. I do have, of course, plot, meta plot, blah 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 blah, sure, and sure. all that stuff in the background. <sighs> Um, for the like, continue or not, I'm I'm personally okay with either. I think maybe if there's like a, a niggling regret is that maybe we didn't bake in um, like have more interactions with Kane. Uh, I, I feel like throughout yeah. the game, Kane's been sort of off on a little island on, by himself, partly by design. So you know, I don't want to force that on you. But um, if, if it's any consequence, there there are wheels within wheels and. Kane's going to be thrown under some of them. <laughs> it's just in the tight ecosystem of the ship. That's kind of a safe place. Mm. Unless he seeks mm. out trouble like with Juanita. <laughs> maybe one more session would be like useful to maybe have some consequences or, or, or um, developments happen about... From from the various things we've been doing, uh, not necessarily uh, you know Bella coming after um, after us right away, but but um, oh, she'll be safely in another star system. Kind yeah. of like just uh, letting uh, the passengers disembark um, and and 
sort of setting ourselves up in Elliot's hope for future adventures or future misadventures as it as it happens. Sounds, sounds good. Because uh, Ari and I were talking about sto- the second story arc, so that might take actually some research before we get there to put people and places in motion for that. And who knows, you know, someone might get killed before then. <laughs> we'll have to see how that works out. So now here's the real big question. With advanced medical technology, how long will it take a broken shin actually healed to the point where you could walk on it it should be by the by the book the the type of injury heals in a few days quote unquote in the book if you look over injuries ah. hmm. so by the time we hit j- jump point it should be fine i would say that she's taken a few bumps some genuine damage to it as well so maybe it hmm. takes a little longer so by the, by the time you make uh landfall at elliot's hope uh you'll be writer's reign yeah Get over my nose. <laughs> I was looking forward to having Flanders walking around with two black eyes and a, and a, and a like white patch over his nose for the rest of the, the adventures. <laughs> well, it, it, it'll be healed by then, but that certainly does happen over the course of the trip. And yeah. It's those kind of marks that uh, earn you space among uh, the refugees because they're like going – yeah, that guy's a damage magnet, and <laughs> she's not much better. Just, there's there's a lot of things that will be said about the crew, but not necessarily to your face. It's like, yay, they saved us. Oh, my God, we've been trapped with them for almost two weeks straight. <laughs> I wonder what that would do to our professional reputation. Like, oh, don't book patch up with those guys. God. <laughs> they had a brawl in the middle of the common area. <laughs> <laughs> there was blood everywhere. <laughs> of course, I'm sure there's a crowd for that, so... I would not be surprised if someone had pulled out uh, the equivalent of a smartphone and recorded the whole thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I imagine, you know, given, given today's proclivities to record everything, there's multiple recordings of the altercation. Y'all take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Well, no one understands me except me. So I made more of me. <laughs> like, like I said, Omega's got, Omega's got 25 uh, siblings. Maybe one or two of them are female. Who knows? Uh, maybe more than that. You never know. What you just implied there? I'm not entirely sure. I want to explore. <laughs> no one can love me but me. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If you want to contact us, we have a Facebook page. We started a Google Plus community. There's our forums: sundayskypers.freeforums.org. There's email: sundayskypers at zoho.com. That's Sunday Skypers, all one word, at zoho.com. And of course, there's always telepathy. <laughs>